morning, everybody. Such a joy to be back here, this beautiful church. Thank you, Pastor, for giving me this privilege to be back here. You're invited once, it's okay. It's trial and error, but if you're invited a few times, then that's a good sign that the church also loves me, I think. And uh, truly, it's an all-people church, all-people's church, because even long-haired people like me are welcome here. And people who wear colorful shirts also are welcome, because sometimes churches can be so super religious, even in the dress code, that people like me are not welcomed as such. But this is truly an all-people's church. And for those who are visiting here for the first time, please remember that this is a church where you are welcomed at the place where you are at. And uh, this morning, I'm going to speak on faith. Normally, I don't uh, uh, allow my messages to be recorded, to be put online for security reasons, because I share some of the stories that are not meant to be told in public. But I know that the church has a vision to reach out to the wider body around the world. And so I will be preserving some of those special stories for another time when it will not be recorded and uh, telecasted as such. Uh, but before that, how many of you have not heard my testimony before? Okay, good. Please put your hands down. It's always nice to see new people who have not heard your testimony. Otherwise, it becomes very difficult. I still remember in my early days when I went to Latvia to minister. And in those days, I only had few stories and only few pieces. So you're limited. And this lady came for eight of my concerts. And I got so tired of looking at her, actually. And she would come early and sit in such a strategic place that no matter which direction you look, she would always be present as such. Uh, but later on, she said that it was her prayer that all her children and everybody would come together for, uh, this, uh, for the event because they were not in talking terms. And because I was the first Indian uh, Christian artist to perform in Latvia, that attracted people to come from different parts of the nation. And that's how the whole family came on the eighth uh, concert as such. Then she stopped coming at the ninth concert. So thankfully, I was released from that kind of a burden as such. But my name is Benny Prasad, and I'm from Bangalore, born and brought up in Bangalore. My new profession is I'm a waiter at Chai 316. So it's very exciting to serve. Uh, very soon, the center will start off, and I'll share a little more later. I was born to an amazing family back home here in Bangalore. And my parents were wonderful. My mom worked for FIBA Radio, and my dad, he's an aerospace scientist. They were amazing parents with one of the most unrealistic expectations. And uh, sometimes I wonder how many times children have to go through this challenge of unrealistic expectations. Our culture is such an amazing culture where we expect things without realizing the potential. Like we want a Benz car experience out of a Maruti 800. It is not possible. But I was pushed and pushed and pushed to become like my father who was an aerospace scientist. But I was not created to be an aerospace scientist. It was tough. I was born with asthma from the age of 2 till the age of 16. I was on wrong medication. And as a result of that, 60% of my lungs got damaged. My immune system broke down. I developed rheumatoid arthritis. And yet, the expectations were still there because you're a son of an aerospace scientist. It was tough. Parents, you have to remember that your children are human. They're not machines. Just because your neighbor scored first rank doesn't mean your children also should score first rank. Doesn't work like that. And comparison will steal the joy of the childhood of our children today. And it's been tough for me when I grew up. My younger brother and three sisters were so smart, good-looking, talented. Everything was great about them. But being the firstborn, I was expected to be the role model. And that's, that pushed me towards becoming a rebellious child. You know, I come from Andhra Pradesh. The worst season of my year would be the vacation time because that's when all the families gather together in Andhra Pradesh. And then all the parents parade their children to show off the achievements of their children. Of course, I had no achievements at all. The only achievement was that my teachers called my parents and said, Please take your son off this school. If you promise that, we will give him a pass certificate. 
because we have never had a single failure in the school and your son is going to create history by being the first ever failure as such. So these were my achievements as such. I had a cousin who memorized the entire train timetable of India. So the parents showcased his memory knowledge. I said, but why do you want to memorize when you have a train timetable book? You can always go through that. And anyways, in India, how can you guess what time the train arrives? You know, it, but this was not a valid question. For them, it was like, look at him. He memorized the entire train timetable. So this was my challenge where I lost my entire ability to dream and even to pursue what God had for my life. And it was very tough. And being pushed and pushed into the situation, it came to a point at 16 where I contemplated to commit suicide, having lost everything in life. Value to live. Medically, doctors gave me six months to live. And here, my school, and everywhere else, people said, you are useless, you are worthless. These were the words that were spoken over my life when I grew up. Now when I look at my life, it's just completely different. That's true. Power to change through Jesus Christ is amazing. Just three days ago, I was invited to go and perform for the opening ceremony of the India's first forest festival in Mathiran. It was amazing that for their 165th birthday, they chose... They chose this tiny little Indian broken vessel written off by society to cut the cake for their 165th birthday. And now this place is very, very special. This is the only place in Asia, the only hill station where automobiles are not allowed. The only three ways you can get there is horse, walk, or push cart. No matter who you are you have to go through these, space, these ways as such. And I was able to go there, share my testimony, and perform. And it was called the Mataran Green Festival. That was because I've achieved things today people value. Might be there's someone sitting here that you have not achieved things and people don't value. But that is not the reason why you should quit. And don't achieve things in order to get value. Because then people value because of your achievements, not because of you. And for me, at 16, having completely written off by everybody, the only hope that was left was my encounter with Jesus Christ. If there's someone sitting here that you have lost every hope, might be as a parent, you have lost every hope over your children. I want to tell you that the beautiful hope that we have been left with is our encounter with Jesus Christ. That encounter transforms a person so much that you can never, ever identify the same person. You become truly a new creation. One of the changes that happened was music came into my life. I was never a musician. I tried. I went for music lessons when I was six, no, I'm 15. And the first day, the guitar teacher said, please don't come back anymore. You can't sing to the right tune. You can't clap to the right beat. There is nothing musical about you. At least now with my long hair, I have the look of a musician. But in those days, there was nothing. And yet, at 19, God transformed even my musical abilities. I picked up a broken guitar, collected broken strings, tied them together, put them on the guitar, practiced every day for seven hours. And God transformed my musical journey and brought me to the place where I am. You cannot quit just because somebody else quit on you. You are a creation of God. Wait for his final say. Why do we give so much attention to negative things that is spoken over our lives? Go and talk to the maker. Go and talk to the creator. That's what happened at 19. Jesus put music into my life. And in 2004, I designed the world's first guitar, uh, bongo guitar, which has two drums inside. And how come a useless person written off by society ends up designing a guitar the world has never seen. This is the power of transformation that Jesus could do. And for, for the Olympic Games in Greece in 2004, I was invited to play for the official welcoming of South, Afri South African athletes. So this was one of the songs that I played, uh, but not for the Olympics, because this song came later on. I played for the 100th birth anniversary of the founder of uh, North Korea. His name is Kim Il-sung. 
So you just get once in 100 years an opportunity to play there. So I thank God that they chose me from India to represent. And this was the song that I played, I Stand Amazed in the Presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Enjoy this piece. your Bibles, please turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Christian. Christian will always carry a Bible. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 onwards. From, I'll read it from the message translation. They spent some time in Jericho as Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples and a parade of people. A blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus the Nazarene was passing by, he began to cry out, Son of David, Jesus, mercy, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled all the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped in his tracks, called him over. They called him, it's your day, get up. He's calling you to come. Throwing off his coat, he was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. Jesus said, what can I do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. On your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. In that very instant, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. 
This is a beautiful passage. An amazing passage on faith. You know, faith is something that you don't see but yet you believe. Just the opposite of the rational mind which says seeing is believing. Faith is something that has become almost non-existent in our today's modern world. Many times people come and say, Benny, where is room for faith? How? How can I? How can I trust that there is hope when I look at my situation? Faith is something which is very much needed in today's society, regardless of which occupation you work as such. Here is a man called Bartimus. Bar means tea, um, sorry, bar means uh, son, and Timius means unclean. So Bartimus means son of unclean. You see, even his name is messed up. It's just this man, I don't know what he has done, that his name is messed up, his heritage is messed up, it's unclean, he's blind, he's a beggar. You see, there is nothing good left in this man. Everything, even his name is not, not nice. Now, I was useless too. I was written off by everybody, but at least I could hold on to my father's occupation. Everywhere I went, I told them, I am son of an aerospace scientist. So people would show a little bit of respect because of that. In today's world of Facebook, we are so quick in taking pictures of any famous person that we think they are and immediately upload it on our walls. The next thing, we start counting the number of likes we have received over that picture. But we have completely forgotten that people are liking the picture not because of you, but because of the person standing next to you. But we take all the glory for the likes we receive as such. But here is a man who has nothing, nothing to hold on to. I don't know if there's someone sitting here saying, Benny, I've lost every room for hope in my life. I don't think there is any more room for God to make a difference. I might be there's someone there in your family, among your friends, that you're sitting here and thinking, Benny, that person is gone case. You know, these words only in India we use, actually, gone case. I've never heard that anywhere else. But, but I'll tell you that if this man could find hope, today there is no excuse for you why you cannot have faith as such. But what is faith? Now this man, all that we see, even he tried to call on the name of Jesus and people hushed him up. And that shows that people did not even believe that he was worthy of a miracle. We at least, we bring people to church, we bring them to crusades, this and that, hoping that something will happen. But this man was beyond hope. And yet, Jesus honors his faith. But what did he do that his faith was commended? All that I see, he had a cloak. And when Jesus called him, first thing, he threw off his cloak. He jumped up and he met Jesus. That's all the action that is there in the scripture here. But if you understand this scripture historically, it's incredible. In those days, you just cannot become a beggar as and when you wish. You have to really go through a certain setup. Those days, you, for you to become a beggar, you have to go through a medical scrutiny. Once they check up and find out that you're, you're really disabled, then they'll give you a special cloak, a special coat. That coat, whenever someone wore that coat, that means that this person is officially recognized by the government of Israel. This means that he is an authorized beggar. He is tested, okay, beggar. It is, he is a genuine beggar and it is good to give alms to him because giving alms to the poor was very much part of the Jewish tradition. God commanded that. But you have to give to the right person. And so he was an authorized agent of the government. So he was, he was, he was genuine. But his cloak was everything. That was his income, his future, his career, his identity, it was everything for this man. There was no second step. And when Jesus was calling him, the first thing he did was he threw off his cloak. Just imagine the incredible amount of faith this man had just by hearing the voice of Jesus. He didn't even see. He didn't even receive his miracle as yet. See, I want to tell you, faith is needed before the miracle, not after the miracle. Please don't become experts in listening to the stories of faith. You have to be the example of that. And each one of us, we can be that example of faith in Christ. We can exhibit that 
on a daily basis. In today's world, we would have folded the cloak, put it under our shoulder, gone and met Jesus. Just in case I don't receive my eyesight, I can always go back to my old profession. That is called plan B and plan C. But in faith, plan B and plan C does not exist. Plan A works. Always. Bible says, God is not a man that he lies, nor a son of man who changes his mind. When we have a God who does not change, who does not cheat, who does not lie, why do you need to have a plan B or a plan C? Now, as a traveler, when I fly Singapore Airlines, I've never thought what happens if I miss my connecting flight. Never. Because I trust this airline. Their reputation is so good that they've always kept their commitments. Whereas with Air India, you must have a plan B or a plan C. Sometimes even plan D, you know. It's just stuff like, I remember flying to Nepal. Nine o'clock is the departure. 8.55, I get a message saying your flight has been cancelled. I said, but why didn't you inform me before? They said, sir, we did inform you before the departure. Nine o'clock is the departure. 8.55, we've informed you as such. Still remember those days with Air Deccan. I would go and tell them, why? Why can't you keep your time? And another guy said, if Jet Airways can keep time, why can't you? They said, sir, for Jet Airways price, you get Jet Airways service. And our competition is the train. We will assure you that before the train reaches, we will reach there as such. You know, it is different. Airlines have their own ways of policies as such. But here we have a God who is not like that. He keeps his word. He's a promise-keeping God. It's just that your timing is different from his timing. So you should align yourself to his timing, not he aligning to your timing. And here, this man had a great start. He met Jesus. He received his eyesight instantly. And today, all of us, we would wish that we can have that instant miracle. We are living in an instant generation, not just the cooking. Everything is instant. But I'll tell you, with God, it does not work like that. Your instant miracles does not work. He works in his timing. That's it. He is God, and let him be God. Don't try to tell God how to be God. Here, this man received his eyesight instantly. And you and I would wish that we could do that. Might be already this year, you said, Benny, I made all the resolutions, but things have not worked out to, worked out for me like that. When I look at my life, my dream was to go to one country. That's all my dream was. My ultimate dream in life was to go to one country, any country, at some point in my life. And I did that. 15th of August, 1998, I took the flight from Trivandrum to Colombo. All my dreams came true. I was ready to die, actually. But I went back to Jesus in 2002, and I said, God, what is your dream for my life? Because your word says that your ways are higher than my ways, and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Which means that Jesus thinks the best. Parents, when was the last time you took time to spend time with Jesus over your children's future? We spend so much time in getting, gathering information, which college is good, which career is good, which gives you more money, which gives you quick money. All of these are the things we gather information. But when was the last time you took time to spend time with Jesus, asking God for direction over your children's life? And the Bible says, his ways are higher than our ways. We know these scriptures. We even paste them on our walls, but you have to put them into practice. And here I went back to Jesus. I said, God, what is your dream? And he says, Benny, my dream for you is to travel to every country by 2010. I said, Jesus, I think you're talking to the wrong person. Sometimes we think God has mistaken us to somebody else. And many times his dreams and visions for our life is far greater and bigger than we could ever imagine. I told Jesus, I'm a YWAM missionary. I only have 1,000 rupees a month. With that kind of a budget, you can't really travel the world. I have an Indian passport. By then, I already gathered two rejected stamps, one from USA and one from UK. That is not an encouraging start. And I physically have so many problems. I was hit by a javelin at the age of 12, so I have a problem with my spine. I can't sit in a position for more than half an hour. And history till today, till this date, has not given an example of a musician who's been to every country, whether it is Michael Jackson or Maria Carey or Shakira or Air Rahman, anyone, name any artist. There's never been one artist 
historically till today who has been to every country. I said, God, you have to understand that you have to create history for this to happen. And Jesus says, Benny, what is impossible for man is possible for me. We know this. But I want to tell you, don't look for historical evidence for God to use you. This scripture is enough for us. This Bible is relevant for today. Even for today. I put my faith in Jesus. I made simple commitments. I said, God, I will never ask for money. will never borrow money from anyone. will never take a loan from the bank or trust the credit card. I want to tell you, some of them have come and told me, Benny, without credit card, it's impossible to live today. I said, well, that is not true because humans existed before the credit card came. And God still provided. So you have to learn how to live like human. And I'll tell you, God helped me. With that commitment, I stepped forth, 2002. You can show the first picture, please, on the screen. My, my one passport. So that is my one passport, if you can see it on the screen. And it's a combination of 14 books. And here you can see the physical one in my hand, if you can. And my favorite part of carrying this passport is at the immigration desk in the airport. That's my most favorite part. When I arrive there, I put my passport there. The officer takes a 10-second breath. And then he says, sir, please don't come as a family. Come one person at a time. <laughs> and when I tell them that I am this one person, they are shocked. They say, where do you get the money to travel? Where, where do you get? See, why is money such an important tool for dreams to come true? Money is only a servant. It's only a small tool. You need to have the will of God for his will to take place. But I'll tell you, this man had a great start. Bartimus had a great start by receiving his eyesight. But my start was not great. When I look at my first passport, 19th of February 2002 is when I took my first flight as a concert artist. And I went from Delhi to Moscow. When I arrived in Moscow with this whole dream of traveling to every country by 2010, they asked me for a bribe of $50. But I'm a Christian. I'm an Indian. I don't give a bribe. I don't even pray about it because the answer is no. So certain things you don't need to pray because the answer is already given. Don't go and ask God, God, how much should I pay this guy? No. Please, live like a Christian based on the word of God. Don't come up with your own principles. And I didn't pray a bribe. So they detained me in the airport for 30 hours. My maiden journey of traveling to the whole world, I got stuck for 30 hours in the airport, still hoping for a miracle. But after 30 hours of standing up for truth and righteousness, they deported me back to India. What a glorious opening ceremony I had. Maybe some of you are sitting here and saying, Benny, I can relate with you because I'm going through that now. But I want to tell you, faith is not based on your circumstances. Cannot. Faith is based on Jesus. And your belief in Jesus should not be based on your circumstances. Because he defeated death, he is seated on the throne. He is a resurrected savior. And today when I look at this passport, I've learned, don't allow your starting to shape the way you finish. Don't allow your beginning to shape the way you end. Hold on to the promises of God, not your circumstances. When you're going through troubles, please don't go and look for a prophet because everybody becomes a prophet. Because that's the time people said, Benny, you have been deported, see? That's a sign from the Lord that you should not carry on. It's easy, right? Anyone can say, you committed sin, that's why the Lord sent you back. I want to tell you, you need to hold on to the promises of God. It's very important. God has promises for each and every one of you. And I want to tell you, I held on to the promise of God. And he took me. He gave me the strength to bear the humiliation and to carry on with my journey. And the next picture, please. And this is my world map of my travels to every country. And on 22nd of November, 2010, I arrived in my last country, Pakistan, and I broke six world records. One of them is I became the fastest man in the history to travel to every country in the shortest time. 245 nations, including Antarctica, in six years, six months, and 22 days. 
Never ever I thought of going to Antarctica. Never. When I landed in Atlanta, they said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Antarctica. They said, I've been working here for 15 years. I've never met anyone who's going to Antarctica. I'll tell you, the temperature there goes down to minus 60 degrees Celsius. The wind is 300 kilometers an hour. It was so cold, I will never, ever go back again. But it was an amazing visit to go and perform for the scientists, share my testimony to the scientists. I wanted to see the penguins too, and after the performance, I told the guide to take me to the penguins. I saw the penguins. It was amazing. I was amazed at the penguins. I wanted to get a picture. He said, sir, how close can I go? He says, as close as you want. I said, what if the penguin bites me? He says, no, the penguin thinks that you're another penguin. Because <laughs> for the penguin, everybody's a penguin as such. But I'll tell you that when I saw the penguin, of how God could take care of this penguin in such harsh winter. How much more he can take care of your needs and my needs. How much more he can take care of your future. But that's the pagans who worry. Why do we worry? You know, sometimes I get upgraded in, in business class in the plane, where nothing but you get a flat bed. Nobody talks to you there, actually. And it's the most boring place on this earth. There was this Korean fashion designer sitting next to me, wished her good evening. And I had my breakfast coming from, uh, uh, from Cincinnati to Paris, went off to sleep. And after eight hours, I woke up and she looked at me. She said, good morning. I said, good morning. And she said, did you sleep well? I said, yes. She said, I did see you sleep so well because I can sleep any position, any condition. Doesn't matter. I can sleep so well in the plane. And then I looked at her and I said, did you sleep? She said, about five or ten minutes. I said, what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you sleep on a flatbed? She says, I was really worried about the turbulence. I was worried about the wind. I said, just because you're awake, you think the plane is safe? You have no power to control anything. She says, you're right, that is true. But what if the plane crashes? I said, if the plane crashes, at least sleep and die. This is not the way to die. You know, how many times... We worry over things with no power. You know, worry comes when we don't have faith. And yet we sing this beautiful song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. I want to tell you, the songs are sung in church, not just as a background music. Every word is meant for us to believe in action. And I'll tell you, we have to. We have to trust God. When I look at this map, I have stories after stories of God's safety. I still remember going to Somalia. Now, Somalia, just the name Somalia itself, it increases your faith. And you see the aircraft, it automatically increases. You see, like one wing, they tied a rope. Another thing, a duct tape was put. You know that this plane will not reach the destination. I'm the only foreigner sitting in the plane. We take off from Djibouti, go off. I know it takes two hours. But after one hour, the plane is going down. It descends. And when a plane descends, I can feel it. So I called the steward and I said, sir, why is the plane going down? He said, because we have some empty seats, we want to pick up some passengers on the way. <laughs> I said, this is, a this is not a bus, this is a plane. He said, no, but this is a common practice. We, we, we have to fill the seats. What do we do with empty seats? So it just went down to a field called Galkayo, nothing but a field. Two guys with AK-47 picked up some passengers and escorted them to the plane, and we took off. Everybody was fine except me, because I'm not used to the plane going down whenever it feels like as such. But yet, I'll tell you, safety was not in the absence of danger, but it was in the presence of God. If I see the aircraft and I don't take off, I have failed my responsibility of what God has given me to go to every nation. It is very important for us that we, we really think of the vision God has given us rather than the so-called safeties and cares that we are concerned and worried about in this world. But you need, to have, you need to have faith. Faith that God will provide. Imagine, with 1,000 rupees a month, till today, I've traveled to every country. I paid my own tickets, never charged for a single concert, and I've never, ever been in debt in my life. God provided to, for me to travel to every country. This is the God I'm talking about. This is the God I'm talking about. 
He is not a man that he lies, nor a son of man who changes his mind. You are looking for a change in your life. Today I want to tell you, this word is powerful enough to transform your life. That transformed my life from one country. It took me to every country. But you know, traveling to every country was okay. But traveling to Pakistan was just impossible. You and I know as Indians, it's easy to go to the moon than to Pakistan. Because I called up the embassy and I said, Sir, your country is the last country. I've been to 244 countries at the time. Just one country left, 2010. Can you please give me the visa? They said, don't even come. Your visa is automatically rejected. There's only two ways you can get your visa. One, if you have a blood relative. Two, if the government of Pakistan invites you. I have no hope. Because I have no blood relative at all. I'm Pakka, pure South Indian. And next is, where in the world will I get a recommendation from the government? So I thought, let me call the Ministry of Immigration. In four days, I made 334 phone calls to the Ministry of Immigration in Islamabad. I did every possible, every single call was rejected. The only call was a warning from the Indian telecom industry, saying, why are you calling Pakistan so often? But I lost all my hope. Every possible step that I could think of in my human mind, I lost it. Might be there's someone sitting here. You have tried everything physically with all your connections and influences, and you have come to a conclusion today saying, Benny, there is no hope left. I quit. Might be over your children, over your parents, over your spouse. I don't know where you are at, but faith does not allow you to quit. Faith gives you that extra strength to believe that God could intervene. That's what faith does. But for that, you have to throw your rational mind to the side. And you must have the mind of Christ. How can you part the Red Sea? Tell me. Just you stand there and God says, I'm going to part the Red Sea. It's just impossible. But then God did it. And, and here I said, God, I have no, no, this is my Red Sea. I've tried everything. He says, Benny, there's still hope. I said, where? Of all the places I go to North Korea. Here I take this lift. I went to this hotel called Yangakto, which is a 30, 30, sorry, 48 story building. And I came out of the 32nd floor and two men are walking into the lift. And I heard them speak and it sounded like Hindi. And I said, wow, you're speaking in Hindi. Because Hindi is not spoken in North Korea. And I turned and they looked at me and they said, no, this is not Hindi, this is Urdu. Which is 50% Hindi and 50% Arabic. They looked at me and they asked me, who are you? I told them who I am. Asked them, who are you? They said, we are the official delegation from the parliament of Pakistan. So I told them, your country is the last country to go. They said, meet us at 10 in the night. So at 10 in the night, I took my guitar, felt like going into the enemy's camp, and I played the song of worship, my Jesus, my Savior. When I finished playing, the favor, the presence of the Lord just came down. I could feel how David felt when he played the harp in front of Saul. When I finished playing, the presence of the Lord was so pure, so amazing that the man sitting in front of me happened to be the speaker of the parliament of Pakistan. He says, don't worry about the visa. It'll be my responsibility. When it was time, he went back. I came back to India. He calls up the ambassador of Pakistan. He says, Benny is my friend. Give him the visa. And the ambassador calls me and says, sir, can you please come to the embassy in five minutes, I've asked the visa officer to issue your visa. Now, this visa officer was the one who told me you will never get your visa. And the same man was commanded to issue my visa. I want to tell you today, there are people in power who can deny you, but they cannot deny the will of God. Cannot. The Bible says, the Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The embassy could deny, the immigration could deny everything that I tried with my human strength. But they could not deny the will of God. That is so powerful. That the will of God is so powerful that nobody can destroy that. And today I want to challenge you. What is the cloak that you are holding on to that needs to be given up? That needs to be thrown away? That you need to come forward to step in faith. 
and trust God. Might be God is calling you to join his ministry for a longer term. Or might be God is telling you to remain in the place where you are at, but you face so many problems. But he's called you to be the salt and light. Are you obedient to the voice of God today? I went back to Jesus. I said, God, I finished traveling to every country. 257 countries I've been to. My last country was South Ossetia, which was um, where I got caught by the KGB. Uh, that was the secret police during the Soviet times. And uh, what really helped me to get out of the police situation as such. But it was an amazing time and journey of experiencing God's protection. Everything God really protected me. Even, you know, my immune system is broken down. But the way he blessed me with, with a special stomach... Probably nobody has in this world. Really. Every country I've gone, I've taken tap water. Every single country, whether it is Sudan or Afghanistan or Congo, doesn't matter. I just, my simple faith is God, if you have power to turn water into wine, you also have the power to turn dirty water into clean water. And God did it. I've eaten all kinds of food. Whatever food is placed in front of me, I've eaten the most interesting was buffalo meat with skin and hair cooked together in Comoros. I ate it. And only three countries I became sick. That was USA, Holland, and New Zealand. <laughs> no. So, many people are trying to understand how I function. But I'll tell you, it is impossible to understand me without the fact that my faith in Christ is what has led me towards this. And today I want to challenge you. Where is your faith in Christ today? Do you have faith at all? And I went back to Jesus in 2012. I said, God, I finished traveling to every country. What is your next step in my life? What do you want me to do next? And that's when he says, Benny, go and empty your bank account. That was tough. Because I started with nothing. I started with zero. And God lifted me up and he provided and now my life became so comfortable with all the provision that God provided. But when I asked him, what do you want me to do? Living in comfort, living with all these provisions, living with all these passports, so easy to get visas now. I have ambassadors all over the world. I have a problem with Brunei visa, I call the ambassador of Philippines. I have a problem with my Brazilian visa, I call my ambassador friend in Portugal. So, you know, it became so easy but I cannot continue to live in this easy life. I want to be living a dependent life in Christ. For that, you have to be genuine to go back to Christ and ask him. So that's when he says, Benny, empty your bank account. Go and buy a piece of land. It was tough, but I emptied. Emptied everything, went and bought a land. And then he says, Benny, 2015 will be your last year of your travels. March 31st, 2015, you end your travels. I want you to go back to Bangalore and build a cafe called Chai 316. You know, India has one of the highest rates of youth suicide in the world. And Bangalore, one of the most educated cities in India, sadly has the reputation for quite some time of being the suicide capital of India. The shocking part is 10% of our suicides in Bangalore is between the age group of 10 to 14. Can you imagine? 10-year-olds have already started to think of suicide. This is where our educational system and our parenting is heading towards. We take pride in the educational system, but at the cost of losing the joy of your children. So many of them have just lost it. Just imagine you go to a hospital and the doctor before doing a surgery says, I never wanted to be a doctor. My parents pushed me. Come, let me operate you. No, that is the last doctor I would want to go. And today when I meet people of different spheres of the society, I'll tell you I've hardly met anyone who can say I am so happy at the place where I'm at. I've hardly met people who are content. I've hardly met people who are happy. They're making good money, but at the expense of losing even the reason to live. Please think about it. You have one life. How can you throw away your life by living in depression, 
living in sin, living in a lost world as such. Jesus came to redeem us and to give us life. And that's when Jesus said, Benny, you go back and build this cafe to reach out to young urban college students who are committing suicide. So the next picture, please. So this is how the building looks. It is a 400-seater cafe located near Krista Jayanti College in Kotanur. And first week of July, we start off our operations. And in this cafe, only tea is served, nothing else, only chai. And the price of the tea will be decided by the students. And all the counselors who are volunteers from different spheres of the society will come and serve chai and share the love and the value of Christ. Our goal is 80% listening and 20% talking, if needed. And we want to share the love and value of Christ back into the society. You know, many times we give advice for young people. When was the last time you took time to understand why your daughter is not able to become a doctor? We say, for five generations we have had doctors in the family. That is not the reason why you should have another doctor. They should be passionate. They should be created inside by God for them to become what God has created. Today, that's what he did with me. That's how I could travel the world. No matter what problems I faced, I could still passionately carry on. It's not easy to travel with an Indian passport, but because it was a call that God gave me, he equipped me to finish this task. The same thing, God has a task in each one of your lives. He has a dream. He has a plan for you. Please don't thwart that plan away. Don't throw that dream away. It is valuable in the eyes of God and it makes a difference in the society today. It's very important. So I did that. And the best part of the cafe is the toilets. The last picture, please. So this is how the toilets look. It is so musical. A young boy came and said, Uncle, the toilet looks so clean, I don't feel like using it. <laughs> no. When was the last time a toilet had that kind of a statement as such? But I'll tell you, everything is designed with value and excellence to make a difference in the life of one individual at a time. So Monday to Thursday, we run it as a cafe. On Friday, it becomes a concert hall where we want to enhance new talents. And on Saturday, it becomes a movie theater. And after the movie, we divide them into small groups. Pick one value, discuss, and conclude with what the Bible teaches about that value. And on Sunday afternoon at 3.16 p.m., we will have a church service for young people as such. So this is the vision God gave. I went back to God and I said, God, how will you provide the money to build? Since all my money is over now, how will you provide? He says, Benny, use your CDs as your tool. I said, God, but CDs, hardly you can get anything. He says, then don't put a price for the CDs. Let people decide the price. I said, God, I come from India. Anything that is free, we take it very seriously. <laughs> Are you sure that something this will work? But you need to have faith. Of course, sometimes we think God has not seen the latest market situation as such. But still, you need to have faith to listen to his voice and put it into practice. That is where your fruit lies. That is where the blessing lies. And I obeyed God and he provided everything. Just through the CD sales. The highest I received for one CD was 5 lakh rupees. I was amazed at how God provided and he gets all the glory out of this. And as I close with the song, and even this morning I have my CDs, some of you might already have, Tribute to the Unknown God, but if anyone desires, you're welcome to come and pick up a copy. And uh, whatever you feel led by God, you're welcome to pay. And it goes towards Chai 316. Uh, but don't be like the Swiss girl, please. Because having stories like five lakh rupees is so nice. We clap, we say praise the Lord. But you should also be prepared for other stories too. Like in Switzerland, this beautiful blonde girl, young girl came to me and she said, how much are your CDs? I said, uh, it's on donation, you decide. Oh, really? So she took 15 CDs, she put it into her bag and she smiled at me and she said, God bless you, brother. And she left. I, I said, God, look, look at your method, what happened? My friend comes to me and he says, Benny, has there been a time when somebody took a CD and did not give you any money? I said, if you would have come two minutes ago, this girl took all my 15 CDs. And he says, where is she? I said,
how he wants to use my life for the family he takes. Because people come with a lot of people there. And that's when Jesus and many people become thankful. I said, God, thank you that God is completely different. And when I can't even read properly of enemy to play this difficult instrument which needs a lot of young power. That's when Jesus said, when he used five loaves of bread and two fish to feed five thousand, don't you think I can also use 40% once to feed a time? So don't tell God how to do a little He knows it. He knows every day, even before you ask him. All that we need is to listen and obey. And I'm going to play the song, Break is Thy Faithfulness, once we have And with 40% love, God can pick a person like me. Even for me to talk like this, it's only God who can empower 40 percent lungs and give me the capacity of 100 percent. It took me to Tibet, 15,000 feet above sea level, 4,677 meters above sea level. I had five people, five of them had to take a break because they became high because of the But here, God gave me the strength to do a concert in the Tibetan monastery for one and a half hours. And I shared my testimony. And that testimony became an example. Today, God has a testimony for each one of you. He wants to work in and through your life. Even in the midst of defeat and failure, that is not the reason why you should quit. You should hold off the will and the passion of God. Even though I was deported back from Russia at my first visit, but I held on to the truth and the will of God, and God made history out of my broken life. Today, God wants to create history out of your life. But your circumstances is not the reason why you should believe that God cannot do it. You have to really surrender your will back to Jesus. Let me play the song. How about I will play, let me do an altar call and then I will conclude and play the song of God. Shall we all close our eyes please?
can play great is thy faithfulness you need to have the mind of Christ to do the things of Christ that he has planned for your life at some point I'll ask you to sing the chorus along with me with the hundred percent lungs that God has blessed you you can sing the best you can this morning yes play the track please and some reverb
Why don't we all just stand and stretch our hands out towards our dear brother. God's done such amazing things in his life and he's ready to move into a, a new season, a new phase. And uh, just as God has led him in the past, we pray that he will journey with God into everything God has for him in the days ahead. So I just want you to pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray how you want. Just pray God's plans, God's purposes to be uh, released through his life. Father, we give you thanks, God, for all that you have done till this day through Benny's life. Oh, God, we just worship you. We honor you. We thank you that your greatness is revealed even through his life. Through all the journeys, through all that has taken place, God, we see your glory. And Father, we pray for him, even as he, at this, at this point in life, steps in to a new season, just to do the things that are before him. We pray your continued strength, your continued grace, your con increased anointing upon his life. And we pray for the ministry uh, that will come forth through Chai 316 and continue to be released through Benny's life. We pray truly it will transform this city in a powerful way. That it will rescue so many young lives and bring them, Lord, in the safety of your kingdom and of your truth, Father. We pray that our nation, God, will be affected, Lord, through what you release through Chai 316, God, that the river of your kingdom, the river of your spirit flow all across our nation, touching young lives and making a big difference, Father. We pray, Lord God, even our government will be affected, God. Even through what you release, Father, the government will be changed to the river that flows out of this ministry. Oh God, we pray that even our nation, truly our entire nation will be touched. We thank you, God. Thank you for continuing to make many and the ministry of John 316 a blessing, God. We praise you. We honor you. We bless our brother. We pray, God, for greater things to be released through his life. We stand with him as a body of believers. We stand with him as his brothers and sisters, and we cheer him on. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Benny. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. Amen, amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.